Welcome to Every Little Voice, the podcast about community music produced by the Regent Park School of Music here in the heart of Toronto. My name is Richard Marcella. I'm the executive director at the school. And on today's episode, a discussion with one of our faculty members, Jasper Gahunia, to discuss the Parkscapes project, a project that we evolved with 15 RPSM students and Grammy award-winning producer, Frank Dukes. So buckle up, here it comes now, Parkscapes. Welcome Jasper Gahunia. Thanks for having me, Richard. Oh, what an honor to have you. Uh, how many years have you been teaching uh, at RPSM? I think this is the end of my fourth or fifth year. Fourth year, about four years. What a banner year it was. So what do you teach at the school? Many different things from the DJ class to the iPad class at Pan Ensemble. I help out in the melodica and melodica recorder class, which is one of my favorite classes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys send me Great to, to uh, the First Nation school. Um, I'm also, we also do a pop-up studio and writing sessions at Native Child. Mm-hmm. And um, I work with uh, the youth justice initiatives that we, we have at the school as well. So check out prior episodes to learn more about uh, the work that we're doing in Toronto First Nation School. Um, that is a that is a big initiative that c- continues to evolve year over year. And Jasper has been instrumental there along with Nathan, who we interviewed in a prior episode. So check that out. And Nathan and Heather and Jennifer. Uh, so all-star team out there. Um, today we're going to narrow in on 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 one of the many things that that you do for RPSM. As you can see, it's like uh, when you sit down and list it all, it's kind of daunting just to hear uh, how much you do in support of community music. You really embody it. What's your DJ name before we get into it? We're going to narrow in. We're going to funnel into <laughs> Parkscapes.ca. Let's talk a little bit about your music career outside of the school. Uh, I used to go by the name DJ Lil Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're not so little. What, I'm you still dropped small. It? I'm still short. It feels like I haven't grown since you know I was 12 <laughs> years old. But uh, uh, Lil Jazz was my DJ name. I competed through uh, organizations like the ITF and DMC, which are worldwide DJ organizations. And that's what really got my foot into the music industry. Uh, I was in piano, like a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Royal Conservatory piano and mm-hmm. doing the whole certificate and Kiwanis festivals and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You slayed at the Kiwanis? I, I got a few gold stars, you know, a couple Damn. blues here and there. You know, Damn. blues are second place. but That's impressive. I, I was actually pretty good at yeah. the competition stuff. Okay. And, you know, as much as nerve-wracking as nerve um, examinations were, mm-hmm. I always seemed to do pretty well. And it was, but I didn't really entirely take to it i yeah. didn't feel like you know entirely passionate about it so but so when i hit djing i took all of the discipline that i learned from piano from mm. practicing to competing get, getting ready for competition and that sort of thing like mm-hmm. really preparing for exams and stuff like this it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nerve-wracking stuff like don't make a mistake on a scale yeah. make a mistake do it like five times slow and like, yeah know, that sort baby. Of things, right? yes yes it's like this Love is good that. training, right? This yeah. is good discipline and good yeah. musical uh, discipline as well. So mm-hmm. I, t- sure. I took that and brought it uh, inherently to DJing, which yeah. I didn't even realize I was even doing. I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. So, wow. I, wow. But I loved DJing. I loved scratching records. How I old loved- are you when you when you take that wrong term? That's so right. <laughs> 14, 15. 14, 15, yeah. and you never looked back. Never looked back. 
Yeah, my brothers really gave me the volley on that. Where'd you grow up? Pickering. Pickering, Ontario. Pickering, Ontario. Love beautiful, it beautiful. Yeah, Durham region. Yeah. Right, right near, not, not far from the lake either, so okay. it's a nice okay. little spot. My so mom's got, still there. You got a little neon in your blood then. <laughs> Just a little. Okay. <laughs> well, I never swam in the water, but who knows. You put the electronic back in electronic music. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I'll stop. Um, so, so you latch on to this, but... Um, that that solid upbringing uh, sound, it sounds like it, it continues to inform the music that you make today. For sure. I mean... I and, and the music that you teach today, I think. Yeah, too. I can't... I, I, I had to tell that story because mm-hmm. most people know me as a DJ. Sure. But... And I don't talk about the piano all that much, even though I play piano on stage or p- play keys on stage yeah, for a couple yeah. different artists. But I don't talk about the piano so much, but it's so important. It was so important to shaping the trajectory of how I got involved with music and the discipline and just being able to sit with something and work out mistakes and that sort of thing. Love it. But um, So I have to kind of always go back to that to not say, oh, yeah, I just became a DJ and then it was, a, it was the, the, the rest is history. It's right, not really right, like right, that. Right, right, yeah. right. Good, good, good. And so I came back to piano eventually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which helps mm-hmm. in music making. Mm-hmm. Apparently, go figure. go figure. Apparently, yeah. yeah. So um, nice, you know, combining those two superpowers from piano to just love of hip hop. It was yeah. like, yeah, you know, especially during that time, um, there wasn't a lot of people playing instruments. Like the Roots came out right. mid nineties, right? And it's like, whoa, these guys are hip hop musicians. There's music, like people are actually playing instruments out of right. and hip hop. Right. It's usually just drum machines and sampling, sure, literally, and turntables. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously some people are playing instruments behind the scenes, but the main producers like Premier and, um, Pete Rock and Marley Marl, these guys are guys who were just mainly beat makers, right? Okay. Okay. So is it picking up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. You got You got your, your hand talking. So all these beats that he's making, uh, for the podcast, he's, he never stops. <laughs> It's good. Um, and and uh, for the listeners who don't know your your background of who you perform with or who you who you play with um, in music, who are some of the main acts that you've collaborated with over um, the years? Well, I've uh, you know I started as Shaw Claire's DJ. Oh wow, Shaw Claire's a rapper. Wow, from yes, he is. Toronto. So you would have played in Brampton when I. Oh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll not, let's not talk about it, but that's impressive. <laughs> it always goes back to Brampton. It all goes back to Brampton. All roads lead uh, back. He was, my, he was the wow. fir- one of the first ones I actually uh, backed. And so when Neat. I... Neat. Yeah, I used to, you know, we toured, uh, you know, a bit of Canada with him. Wow. And then I moved on to touring with Nelly Furtado. And okay. Then after that, touring with uh, Chaos and still doing shows with Chaos. Beautiful. Yeah, back in him as his DJ. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you work in with a dance company too? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A dance company from Montreal named Rubber Band Dance. Uh, I've been working with them for over 10 years. This is one of the beautiful things of that I think all of our faculty embody is the as beautiful as the work you do in our classrooms, I think it's reflected in your, in your, in your music career in the music that you make. And I, I want to highlight that before we kind of dive in now too. Mm-hmm. So back then when you were winning these, uh, these awards and you had the, you, he had the title belt, right? You had the champion, you were the DJ I, champion. I had one of them. Yeah. What do they call that? What is that? Uh, there is a different, uh, lots of different categories. Yeah. Yeah. But the category that I was particularly good at was called beat juggling. It was basically using two records, whether the same or different, and manipulating them 
uh, speeding them up and slowing them down and reversing them and bringing them back to the same places and mixing their drum programming, essentially. Can we hear you doing that? Can we splice a little bit of that in right now if you got, gave me a little audio clip yeah, from back sure. in the day? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? There's something on YouTube. There's stuff on YouTube. Can you cue it up? What, what are we going to hear right like, now? Right, right now? Well, no, we won't. Um, oh, um, the one I'll send you... Can you send me something? Is that yeah. some, is that possible? Great. Yeah. Great. The, the the clip that you'll hear is when I was in. Um, it was the first time to go to New York to compete. Oh boy! So there they had a competition there. The organization was ITF. ITF was the the more real okay. DMC. DMC okay. was becoming this commercial thing. ITF was like, no, we're gonna break it down to categories. It's not even just an overall presentation. So the best juggler. Yeah. So beat juggler. Sick. And uh, what you'll hear is a song by KRS One. Oh wow! That I'm juggling, but it's it's really easy to follow because it's playing with his vocals as well as the beat. Can't so. wait. Okay, here it is now. Uh, Lil Jazz, when he, like, back with just a kid with a dream. It From New York? I was in New York. He's yeah, doing it in New York. Here New it York. is. Yeah.
So that's it. That that was that. And uh, and so you won the you won the title. You you won that. What is it? The championship. It was a world beat juggling championship. <sighs> it wasn't from that clip though. It was, that that okay. clip was the first time I that went was there. an example. Okay, cool. I believe I placed cool. third in that competition. But, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I really, um, you know, when when people. Like when George Trumbolopoulos came by and said, do you know who like your DJs are that are teaching here? Like they're, everyone's so impressed with like you got like all, all four of you and, and the breadth of what you bring to this place. And I'm honored because that isn't my world, but I love, right. it's been such a joy collaborating with you guys over the last, well, apparently five years, right? Five years. Yeah. Bringing this to life and inspiring young kids with, uh, with a different take on, on, on how to get to a musical outcome, which I That's love, it. right? Like I, I love that. Um, so thankful, so thankful for all mm -hmm. that you guys bring to, uh, to the school. So, so, you know, that's it. The unorthodox, that's what we're all, all, all about. I mean, we know the traditional, we know you can do piano, you know, you can do violin, you know, you can do, you know, the traditional methods of getting into music or mm -hmm. foot, foot in the door with music. But, what I learned and through that story, the story I told of my career or whatever, mm -hmm. is that the unorthodox or even just being in hip hop when no people told me rap was a fad when I was in elementary school. My teacher's like, Oh, it's just a fad. And mm. but she didn't know what I felt. Mm -hmm. She she didn't feel the fire of like the the records coming out like every single week and us wanting to listen to the radio, uh we listened to eighty eight point one. Uh, DJX and Mastermind was on uh, 107 and yeah. or he was on 105 at one point. So there's she's, so much community radio blasting yeah. hip hop yeah. and we were just so hungry for it, but she wasn't aware of that. So, you know, it's just... She was kind of a naysayer uh, of, of this is the musical path. This is the only musical path. Big time. Big yeah. Time. Yeah. So, you know, just being here now yeah. and just making beats or being in DJing or, yeah. you know, really touching base with the youth as to what they're what they're into and how they're accessing music that mm. might be a little bit different than the most obvious routes mm. is a is a beautiful thing and i'm we're so happy to be here for that because we're advocates of that we love to be able to um push that in, a, in the kids here so i really love how it's like a it is a bit of a wheel. It is a bit, of, and there's different spokes and it's like i think all of it comes together really nicely in that if you're a child with this interest, you can go here, you can kind of shift gears on and perspectives on mm -hmm. how to get to a musical outcome and finding your voice through music, mm -hmm. which I really love. Um, they're all kind of variations on a theme in a way, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, did you hear that the, uh, they, they um, accepted breakdancing in the Olympics? As of yesterday or two days ago. Right. Breakdancing is, you know. Right. That's, a we did that in the garage. Right. You know, right. when I was in right. elementary school. So it's. And the laptop is a musical instrument now at Berkeley that you can. There you go. Right. right. So exactly. all of these things that we were told, that's not real or that's not. That's not, that's not, not real dancing or that's not real music, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right. It's not right. real singing if you're right. rapping. Like, we're beyond that. It's now, it's, we've been beyond it for yes, sure, yes, but yes, yes. It's, there's, there's a huge legitimacy to it. Nice, and, nice, good and, word. And staying yeah. point. Like, we're, we're sticking around. Amen. Yeah. So, so okay, so you're winning those awards, and, and how do you connect with Frank Dukes initially? Uh, Frank Dukes, so after we were winning those awards and traveling and touring and doing a bunch of shows i got we got to a point me and my dj crew yeah. we got to a point where we were kind of moving past um the dj scene 
Okay. Uh, and that's where Dopey started to rise up. Um, he was kind of a generation underneath us. Okay. Um, Dopey, these guys, uh, turntable technicians, I think they call themselves. Okay. Anyway, they, uh, they junior, fix, junior they flow. fix turntables, turntable technicians. <laughs> no, no. Junior flow is part of a group called keys and crates. Like these are guys who are doing really well. Okay. Uh, right now, um, a bunch of guys in that generation and Dopey's generation and hmm. actually, Phase one, aka Frank Dukes, was a DJ in that generation, and he was amazing. He was really good. So he joined wow. one of our DJ battles that we threw yeah. because we we became kind of the elder statesman in the in the game. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, we'll throw competitions for our local, uh-huh. just so you know, just to help our scene out and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first run into run in with him. Wow. And uh, wow. he was he was good. He was really good. Wow. Yeah, he's really good. Wow. And so, I, okay, let's get into this project, which mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, Parkscapes. Um, gentle listener, go to parkscapes.ca and check out. You'll get some of the background on what this is. But do your best to walk us through, because I think the evolution of, definitely not I think, the, the evolution of this project kind of starts with you. So you're at a party. I think two years ago or whatever it was, and you're speaking with one of your colleagues, an old friend from mm-hmm. BBDO, right? Yeah, he's been in copywriting and advertisement for a very long time. It's okay. been his career. So, okay. But I've known him since I was, you know, basically first year university. He went to school with my brother, this, this guy named Rana Chatterjee, okay. a.k.a. RC. Okay. He's a rapper as well. And I was his DJ for a long time. Well, I guess I still am his DJ, but good to know. Um, he's another one who I used to good to know uh, do shows with. Mm. And oh. nicest guy. He's always been a super nice guy, but the biggest hip hop nerd. Yes, like that comes across. Shout out hip hop nerd. Shout out to Rana. Shout out to Rana and his knowledge and uh, his and his creativity, passion for hip hop. Oh my like, god! Yeah. So. Um, on a, on a multitude of levels, uh, yeah, whether yeah. it be supporting us in our DJ competitions or yeah. creating music or getting okay. to know other producers and beat makers. He was just hungry to meet people who are doing amazing things. Yeah, yeah. Finger on the pulse type of guy. Yeah. Uh, also a type of guy to know every rap song to the most obscure album cut and he'll test you on it. That's so great. That's so... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. That That is... Like, yeah, you know that, that comes across, right? And that's not really my world, but I really admire the the depth of knowledge and um, and all that really comes across in in all the encounters I've had with with with, with you, with with the team here, the, and 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 now Rana, like it extends, right? So 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 I feel good. I feel comfortable in um, in just in just riffing on on some of these ideas with with experts like and then that comes across right in mm-hmm. in the way this project kind of de- developed right mm-hmm. so ron has been close to my family for yeah. uh from a hip hop standpoint or just yeah. even from a friend standpoint for yeah. a very long time okay um and uh so i sat and talked with him mm-hmm. and based on conversations that you had you and i have had mm-hmm. i talked to him just informally said hey man you should try and get involved with the school the school's doing amazing things. Yeah. I'm working here, I'm working here, I'm working here. Things yeah. aren't, aren't even in our brochure. Yeah, you got into your, your you know. Yeah, but we talked about what we're doing. Your day-to-day, yeah, all of the was, wonderful things that you do for the school. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Just what, what's happening and with yeah. each other's lives. Yeah. So we're talking about yeah. his yeah. work there. And he said, you know what, our, our, 
our company, VBDO, is mm-hmm. always looking for amazing projects to just get involved in and mm. take on. It's mm. like, well, mm. you need to meet Richard. Long story short, we met with him yeah. uh, up in the Sky office, in yeah. the Sky box, in that yeah. big conference room. Yeah. Beautiful conference room that they have there at BBDO. Yeah. And uh, obviously, meeting went well. Yeah. He went back to the table and had to figure out what he wanted to do. They I'm, attended our, him and uh, Rana and Sagi and, and a couple of other colleagues came to yeah. our Black History Month recital right. February 2018. Mm-hmm. So the idea kind of percolated that yep. there should be a collaboration of some sort. Who knows what it was going to be? Yeah. Months later, I'd say about six to seven months later, maybe eight yeah. months later. It fermented. I had, I'd had dinner with him, with mm. another friend, and mm-hmm. he's like, yo, Jasper, I have... I'm going to meet with Richard next week, but here's the idea that I have. Huh. And he told me the idea of uh, Dukes, Frank Dukes, doing a sample library with the school. Um, now, how does he know uh, Frank Dukes? Well, Ron, Ron is an MC, yes, yeah. but he's also um, a avid record digger. Okay. So that was that's kind of his um, involvement in hip-hop. He just digs for breaks, samples yeah, yeah. samples that have been used and rare records that haven't been used that are just amazing rare records to have okay uh, whether it be from brazil whether it be from thailand whether sure. it be from sure. africa like sure it, it could be from anywhere in the world but as lo- the, you know he's a record digger he's okay. a record okay. nerd and so is so is dukes okay yeah they're in the, they're in the game of digging records for you know samples and yeah for sample purposes yeah that's how him and dukes know each other re- uh, really well yeah. And so he kind of put all the dots together and said, well, Dukes already does a library. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sample library, for those that don't know, the yeah, Kingsway please. sample library is, isn't sampled songs. Yeah. It's, it's Dukes taking the idea of sampling songs, but mm-hmm. creating short snippets of music mm-hmm. or having guys on a roster create these packages of short snippets of music mm-hmm. that you can sample uh, to make your beats. So you don't have to dig for the records. Now you can just dig through his website and he has given you um, a multitude of layers and textures and things that you can use for mainly for a lot of dudes who make beats that don't play instruments. That's right. why sampling came into effect because right. it's like, well, it's I options. like that piece. Well, I don't want to replay it or I don't know how to replay it or I don't even have access to a studio or instruments to replay it. So we're just going to sample it. Yeah. Capture it, put a beat under it, and yeah. rap over it, or sing yeah. over it, or whatever. Really thankful that you're giving that context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's this. This is where it came from. Yeah. And when I heard about that, when he ran that by me, I was like, "What?" It kind of broke open music in a way to to look at the. I was not aware of of Dukes and his whole world, and mm-hmm. when I when, I was fascinated by that, just from a creative level, a creative standpoint, they're like little seeds of 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 tunes right and it's, so it's like a like a little seed packet or something like that i was very inspired by that creatively i thought this is a really neat way of coming to music and making it mm-hmm. so rich uh rana, rana rana proposes this yeah and says i want the school to the kids to make a sample pack with with dukes mm-hmm. and immediately i'd let the let the record show since i joined the school from the inception of being here from our meetings yeah. i know richard you've always been how do we record the kids how do we collaborate the right. classes how do we get right. that stuff together right and uh right. this right. idea came to the table we're four years in that i've been here and i was like richard 
cannot. I said this to you. I said, <laughs> I came into your office. I said, I'm not going to ruin the pitch. Yeah. But I talked to Rana and you cannot say no because yeah. this is exactly what you've been looking for. Right. It? Right. It's going to get everyone together in a. It's so beautiful. In a, it's in so beautiful. interesting way, right? No, 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 for sure. And, and that's why you're, that's, I mean, I really want to dig into this. I want to dig into the, like all of the steps along the way, all of the, to make this such a successful thing, because I really see it evolving now into like the final product and, and, and the whole process along the way. This is one of those things where the beauty of the process and the final product and now what it's going to be beyond, because it's not actually the final product just yet. Right. Pardon me, general listeners. We're here in my office and the phone is ringing. The school must march on. Uh, but uh, just dig that little beat there while uh, while we're here, because I'm not going to unplug my phone. We're keeping it professional. <laughs> but what it's evolved into, like every step along the way, I'm very, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, right? Mm-hmm. This is, because I think it could be something that could be borrowed and developed from other, uh, others should take this and run in, in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really inspired mm-hmm. by what it does to the field in general of community music, mm-hmm. of music education, the whole mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, so, so we take that, we know that Dukes is, so the project comes to us and it also, it had built into it, um, an act of philanthropy from Frank Dukes, giving back the publishing potentially to RPSM. And that's baked into the model of what this is. Mm -hmm. So on many levels, what Rana and team have done is imagine something that we would not have in a, you know, in a, in, I will say uh, from my perspective in a million years thought of, and I love how it breaks it open. And I love mm-hmm. the collaboration and all that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and the thing is though, he's coming from a BBDO standpoint, yeah. he's not coming from a corporate standpoint. No. He knows Dukes personally. I know Dukes personally. Right. Right. These this has person- a human touch to it. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and that's also what not why this thing has thrived. It's not because, mm-hmm stranger producer talks to stranger ad Correct. firm right talks to stranger students mm-hmm. or administrators at a school this has all been something that's taken more than decades to develop and mm-hmm. come to its its moment to sing right mm-hmm. and that can't be undermined that's like the key the what what's the key to community music people like None of the successes we've had here at the school, whether it be collaborating with Broken Social Scene on the School Days Project mm-hmm. or Make Me a Song, the vinyl pressing, mm-hmm. none of these things come to fruition without people and connection that way being, I think, the root of it all, right? Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. I think there's a picture that Rana has posted a, a while back of, yeah. of Frank Dukes and him. Oh. Because Rana used to host our DJ competitions because he's got the voice. So cool. And so there's a picture of those two on stage. Yeah. So if you think even the trajectory of yeah, yeah, yeah. that moment Map that until out. now. Yeah, that's you nuts. You know, Rana doing his thing and going to advertising and yep. Dukes doing his thing astronomically, killing the game with his uh, samples and production and writing. Working and, with and everyone from, what, Drake to The Weeknd to what, uh, you name it. You name it. I mean, yeah. he did Camila Cabello's whole album. Yeah, look look at look up song, his, his, his work. Havana was, uh, yeah. if, you don't, if you don't know Havana, I mean, any uh, yeah. any te- music teacher will know that their kid is like, yes. hey, how do I play Havana on the piano? Yeah, right? and he's and responsible for he's that. He's responsible for that. He had one of the biggest songs, if not uh, the biggest song last year. Yeah. And so thinking about the two things, thinking uh, about the trajectory of where we were on that stage 
that DJ competition to where yeah. we are now yeah. as professionals, me working with the school, Duke's doing his thing. And Rana, we, we all kind of aligned in a sort, sort of in our own professions yeah. and said, Hey, yeah, we let's let's put all these things together. Yeah, and Rana brought that together, so I got to give him full credit. Full that. credit, full credit. Now, yeah. And I mean, I trace it all back to you too, from my perspective here at the school. Is like we had to act quick. There were like full credit to everybody, our team here at the school. Like there were certain things. Like I map it back to the importance of when Roger Waters called the school mm. and said, "I want to work with your kids," and we only had two days to, to turn it over. Mm-hmm. This was also a similar thing where it's like, wow, Grammy Award win, winning producer wants to work with you, but he's moving to LA in like a few days. Can you do it over these weekends? And we made it work over the course of three days, three longer sessions with our mm-hmm. students and, and kudos to all of our students who knew it was a big deal, who knew it was going to be engaging. Can you talk a little bit about those sessions that we had in December, bringing on Wes Allen, another one of our faculty members to help bring this thing to life and how those played out from your perspective? Like what happened over those three days recording with our 15 kids? Yeah, it was, you know, we went to his, his studio, which happens to be two blocks south of us as well. Unreal. Unreal. Um, so it's in the community. It's yep. in the neighborhood. Yep. Um, we go over to his studio and the kids are coming in and mm-hmm. we explain what it's going to be. And I'm, I, I'm not sure how Dukes is going to be with the kids or right. how it's going to be there in the studio for, for the kids. I've never actually been to that studio. So. Okay. But cool. all in all, it was a beautiful experience. They all were super patient. They were all really happy. They were all socializing with each other. Yeah. Uh, that was while, big. While I waiting for the returns and yep. that sort of thing. And they were taking pride. Like mm-hmm. I think of Ryan looping a, a piano line. I believe that was he was the first one to lay something down. Was Ryan, mm. and it was like, "Hey, Duke." Was Duke said, "Hey, want to play some organ?" And he had or piano. It's mm. you know had his janky old piano and yeah, and the rest is history. But a lot of the a lot of the kids that we had there are still on their instruments. They're there in the in the control booth. Yeah playing and just playing different things and learning their parts as they're going in yeah. and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a yeah. really, a really creative. The organic place. nature yeah, of it yeah. too. We had a, the instrumentation of, of harpsicles, steel pans, cellos, mm-hmm. human voice. I mean, what is going on creates this haunting kind of with the tunes framed by Dukes, written by Dukes. Written I mean, Dukes, it comes yeah. out just... The final outcome is, and it's not even final because I'm excited to see now who takes on these tunes and 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 creates further art from it. Right. But these nuggets are like it's hauntingly good. I, I remember in the one night that I attended when I started hearing it, I I looked over at you and said, "This reminds me of the Langley Schools project." Exactly. And right. you ran with that. You went. Yes, it does. Like you, A, I was just thrilled that you're aware of that project right. and, and B, like, cause that, for me, that project feels like real music education. Like it's, it's in a real life context. Like the kids are loving it. They're not there cause they feel like they have to be there. Right. right? Like That's they're not right. there from anyone else's volition. That's right. They're coming back for more even when they're not scheduled. I, I, there was a level of engagement that I think we all strive for as educators. Yeah, people want to come back. Maybe it was just the pizza. I don't know. Might have been that that, <laughs> that, 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 that hot pie, right? Um, wow. Well, so I got to, you know, yeah. take, take my hat off to you as well because it was such a short turnaround. Yeah, and that was school, where we, we had to shine on you it. You and your yep, team yep, uh, yep. To, to get the, the, the kids you. there. 
for sure that needs to be uh, acknowledged because it was really short, <laughs> short of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so uh, in, in any project like this and any big undertaking yeah. it's so easy for anybody to say no for any reason nope he's gonna he's not gonna be here so nope it's gonna be too much time and resources. think of the no. wormhole we would uh, think of the wormhole if anyone had said no along the way right but i mean we have you as our director so it's there's a lot of yeses that come from your mouth so right on you know, right on um like, no i was just gonna say then it it continues to grow in in terms of the the fruition um we sit down and now many months later it's all mixed and packaged and there's artwork and we're in there and it's very exciting. And then they're named by Mustafa the poet mm -hmm. because there's an affiliation there post Mustafa graduating from RPSM that he's now linked to Dukes in a professional way mm -hmm. that I wasn't even aware of right. that BBDO weren't aware that he was a graduate <laughs> right. of RPSM. So it's all of a sudden you, you look at it and you go, who's writing this thing? Like this is a beautiful, beautifully, it's so deep and rich in terms of, um, the touch points, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. the narrative. And now like, and I know we're not done with the project. Like mm -hmm. we're talking about, we've already done, we've already done a second version of it. We're dreaming big about how this can help change our model in the way that we educate and the way that we, mm -hmm. we bring music to kids. Right. Yeah. You know, going back to the studio sessions, mm. I, I kept impressing on the kids over and over again. Wes um, had, so we had some of the ideas. Shout that, out to Wes. Wessie Allen. Yeah, Wes Allen. Uh, good dude. Um, Dukes had sent us some of the ideas, musical ideas, yeah. previously going in, like some little yes. quick demos that he had put together, just so we were kind of had a good idea. So Wes took it upon himself to score it, because some of our kids read. Yeah. So... Uh, very cool. Uh, Very all, cool. Another home read. run. Another home run right, right there. So like all it. that work. So we had that as a resource. Yeah. But on top of that, when we were in the studio, yeah. a lot of times, mm -hmm. though that was the framework Dukes was working from, he would just be like, okay, here's what we're going to sing. Actually, I'm just going to play this for you. Can you play this? And he would, it was just more of like a mimicry thing. Okay. And just oh, wow. communicating yeah. the music yeah. through his voice yeah. Yeah. or through his, yeah. you know, yeah. for him playing a guitar, him just yeah. playing the keys. Yeah. Uh, or just singing a part to somebody. Yeah. And so I'm showing the kids, I'm like, hey guys, sometimes when you're communicating music. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to sing it. Yeah. If you can hear it in your head. Yeah. So the little, little lessons like that were super important because, uh, you know. Well, I just love how organic and comfortable and safe it felt as a place for mm -hmm. creation in the studio and inspiration. Like I just, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we've, always, we've known it for years. Mm -hmm. I, I think you hark back to like where we want to go in a lot of ways with, uh, as a school, right? Mm -hmm. You know that the, even the listening back, like seeing Ryan do that piano take and on the 10th take, he's happy. Mm -hmm. Like that was very mm -hmm. interesting to me, right? Like his, his ambition to just work it through and get it perfect to his standard. Right. And for Maddie, who was there as well, helping bring this thing to life, Maddie Tavares, shout out to him mm -hmm. and Dukes to give him that opportunity to finally get it the way he wanted it. There's a lot of learning there, right? Like it's like, that's, you might not get that in a traditional uh, teacher student lesson um, uh, environment, right? Mm -hmm. But if you listen to the the samples, mm. there are some, let's just say, not perfect 
takes that are kept. They, that's the spirit of the thing. That's the spirit of that's the, the spirit thing. Of the Not thing. to over polish the thing. It ain't polished. It's uh, And that is what I think our students bring to the beauty of the project is a raw, mm-hmm. you know, the, the energy of a kid like Gabe mm-hmm. is one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's so special about this place is that mm-hmm. it is all about the individuals that we're working with and impacting their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the care that we put into each and every one of their, their developments is, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's in the foreground in listening to that record for me, right? Uh, in, or that sample pack. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thank you. On that, on that, I, I'm, uh, I just thank you. I can't thank you enough for it. Okay. For me, it Likewise. feels like it, it breaks open music education as we know it. I'm really excited to see this project continue to grow and ferment over the years ahead. I think it's just a big cyclical thank you that keeps happening. I keep thanking Rana. Rana keeps thanking me and he keeps thanking the school and thanking yeah. Dukes. Everybody is, everybody who's involved in it and the students too are like, oh, so thankful to be part of it. They want to be part of new ones now I'm seeing. Yes, there's so a- asks out already. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing the energy that has, is now out there because of this, um, because of this project. And there's a lot of thanks to be given to all sorts of people, but yeah. that's the best part about it. It Nobody's is, Nobody's celebrating. It? Everyone's just saying no, thank no. you for, for, I, see, for making this happen. I somehow, called you somewhere. in. I wanted to talk about it just as a, as I said, if I wasn't writing a dissertation at the moment, I would be writing a paper at minimum on the beauty of what brought this project to life. I really feel like it's, um, I talk to people about it and just in terms of a community music model and what it can mean. I really think it's important what we did. You know, and and I I sit there in awe just over all the touch points because I see similarities in some of our other home runs Mm -hmm. as a school. And I start to see kind of like thematic, okay, this is what you need for a project to thrive. Zorana comes to us. We talked about it in a prior episode of what brought the Park Songbook project to life. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it's a variation on what we just spoke about, Jasper, because it's, I have a donor that wants me to dream big and she tied it into the school and we're allowing it now this opportunity to really kind of become its own microcosm, right? And and that only happens through people, right? Like I get back to it is like, all of these like interconnected, this isn't just brought t- together by accident. I really th- see a through line of like people wanting these, these kind of projects to thrive. Right? right. And what I love most about it is collaborations in the foreground and imagination. Like I could not have imagined a project like this. And I'm so thankful for that to Rana, to, to you, for everyone who kind of brought it together and, and thought big and got really super creative beyond the, the what we could have dreamed alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's power in collaboration and teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, don't work alone, kids. Yeah. Make music with your friends. Make music with your friends. And on that note, uh, check us out at rpmusic.org. Thank you, listeners. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back with another exciting episode of Every Little Voice. And uh, if you're a creative listening to this, go to parkscapes.ca. Please uh, consider downloading the um, the sample pack, Volume 1, Parkscapes Volume 1. And we thank you for your support of community music. Bye for now. Wasn't that awesome? Thanks to Jasper for opening up and sharing this incredible story. If you want to learn more about this collaboration and support the school, please visit parkscapes.ca and buy the sample pack today. 
Next month's interview, we'll speak with one of our awesome volunteers, Saskia. So until then, thanks for supporting our school and this podcast. Go to rpmusic.org to learn more about our program. See you next time.